welcome to the Heyday Sisters podcast. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Heyday Sisters podcast. It could be a standalone episode or it could turn into a season. You never know. But we thought that we would just start by kind of introducing ourselves and talking a little bit about like the history of our farms and where we're at. My name's Grace. Um, on the farm, I'm known as Farmington Way. I'm level 75. I'm looking at it right now. I'm over halfway being done with level 75, so that feels pretty good. And, well, my farm kind of has an interesting origin story because my sister, Soph, who you'll hear from, she actually started the farm in, I want to say, was it 2014, Soph, or maybe 2013? Do you remember? 2013. so it was 2013 and I would watch her play I remember watching her like harvest crops and fish specifically and just being like mesmerized I would try to play it all the time um and then gradually it kind of became both of our farms and then yeah I kind of took it over in the last few years and I've been playing you know this is obviously that's a pretty long lifespan for a farm so I've only been playing regularly since maybe July or August or maybe June of last year. Before that, I was usually, I was in college, so I was usually playing during summer breaks or winter breaks, stuff like that, but it wasn't super consistent. And then, yeah, the rest is history. So that's my farm and I I, I feel pretty good about how it's going right now. I haven't been playing often enough to be in the derby. But I've mostly just been focusing on getting orders out and it's been great. I really, I love Heyday and Soph loves Heyday and we really just wanted to share our love of it. And we have these really, you know, generative conversations about Heyday pretty much every time we talk. So we thought it would be fun to record it and get some of these ideas out into the world and share and, you know, see what comes back. So I'll pass it over to you, Soph, if you want to introduce your farm. Yeah, so I'm Soph. Um, On Heyday, I'm Organic Valley. Um, And where did that name come from? So that's actually like a dairy um, company in my area. So I really just stole that name. So they have really good products. So yeah. and I am level 53, um, just past the first threshold. So little baby level 53. Um, so after Grace sort of stole my farm, um, all jokes, but I um, started a new one. Um, so I started this around July of 2020 and it's been going fast um sort of something to procrastinate with um during my classes in I'm in college right now um so yeah much like Grace I I'm loving heyday I'm also not in my derby Um, I'm really focusing on like growth and production um right now so I can keep leveling up and buying stuff um with hopes to join Grace's neighborhood in a couple levels. 
Yeah, and that's going to be awesome. We're going to be so excited to have you. I haven't told the neighborhood yet. I mean, we're not like, I wouldn't say I'm super tight with my neighbors. Like, I'm pretty tight with them. But it'll be great to have you. And it, this might be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about our neighborhoods and just sort of our journey with that. So, yeah, so I actually found my neighborhood on Reddit. And what I was looking for was mainly like a neighborhood that would have derby minimums that I could make because I was really struggling with the derby. I hadn't really played it before. This was over the summer. And it's definitely been a steep learning curve, but they have great minimums. So it's like for each derby, you need to do like five out of nine tasks. I know with some of the derbies, it's like a completely different scale, but generally you have to score at least 1300 points to stay in the derby the following week and you can opt out and there's like no penalty for that. So I feel really good about that. And like my neighbors are really helpful. They're really nice. And one of my concerns, which I actually didn't realize this, but my dad told me when I told him the name of my neighborhood that um, it was actually named after a character in an Anne Rand book. And um, I was a little bit concerned about that because I was like, well, I don't want to be in a neighborhood with like a bunch of conservatives. You know, I was thinking it would more be like a co-op environment where we had a lot of shared values and we could, you know, if need be, we could even talk about like the happenings in the world, which we haven't really done except when there was forest fires near where one of my neighbors was in Oregon over the summer. But Oh, maybe we, maybe the election came up. I don't remember. But anyway, um, yeah, but I, I asked about it. I was like, hey, you guys, like, is the name of this neighborhood, um, is that referring to Anne Rand? And they were like, oh, like, it turned out that the, the original founders of the neighborhood, like, weren't even in it anymore. So that definitely eased my mind, for sure. But yeah, it's a great neighborhood. I'm really excited to have Soph in it. Yeah, so I can go into mine a little. Um, I just joined mine um, randomly, super uninvolved in it. Um, we're actually a rookie league, so that's not the most fun um, for anyone. Yeah, I have a, a few really active um, farms in there and we really help fulfill requests and stuff, but I actually am one of the higher levels in my neighborhood, so. I'm really looking forward to moving up um, into Grace's soon. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Well, now, so you've, you've been doing an interesting thing with your farm. And this is something I can't really relate to because honestly, like, you did a lot of the early levels on my farm and I was just like on and off. So I don't really remember those really hard you know, those hard years of where you're really trying to like move up and save enough money to get new farm buildings and all this stuff. And like, I just think that you're, well, I'd be interested in hearing a little bit about like how you go into production mode and like what that whole process is and like if you'd recommend it. I don't know. I'm just curious. I think I'm sure our listeners would be curious to hear about that. Yeah. So um, part of the reason why I was able to um, reach level 53 um, in such a short amount of time and, you know, have all of my production buildings and um, all my animals, etc. Um, is because I go into what I have coined production mode. So 
with that, I um, generally ignore my boat, um, ignore my town, and ignore my um, truck orders, and focus on producing materials that will um, be like, which will sell good in the store. So um, part of this is using um, Heyday Wiki to go into each um, production building and um, find what the most expensive product is. But part of what you need to do with that is figure out, you know, how much time it takes and then also figuring the ingredients. So yeah, right. yeah. So some things that you know you don't sell, of course, is dairy products, um, sugar products, um, and you know, obviously the things that are always in the shop, um, such as you know, flower bouquets, chili popcorn, um, eggs and bacon, stuff like that. Right, um, right. Um, other things that I like are ice cream cones, um, chocolate cake is pretty good, um, as well as honey cake. Blackberries um, are super good, um, you know, return on investment, um, if you will. So, you know, they are a little bit pricier to buy, but you can really um, get that money back quick, which is really nice. Um, the one problem that I would have with this, oh, well, also adding that this involves selling a lot of your expansion material as those are some of the most expensive things. Um, so it really is sort of unfortunate because you're not leveling up as fast because you're of course not getting stars um, from the shop and you aren't really expanding. So um, my silo and barn storage is a little behind, mm -hmm. um, but it's really easy to sort of flip out of production mode and you know get back into the swing of things um, quickly. And I've been doing, I'm out of it now, um, sort of caught up and bought everything that I needed. And now it's a lot um, easier. I have a good amount of coins at any given time and can really keep up, um, which is really nice. So I would definitely recommend it if you are sort of out of cash, um, but need, you know, everybody knows that time when you're having boat orders or um, your town is open and you can't participate in those because you don't have enough coins to open it. So that's really the key. Um, this will get you around that. Yeah, I know. I'm dealing with that now because I just leveled up to 75. I mean, we'll have to talk more in depth about Farm Pass, but Farm Pass really like expedites the whole process of leveling up because they give you so many XP. And oh, I should probably uh, say that we both have Farm Pass. So yes, we both dropped $5 this month to be in Farm Pass. I've done it for the last two months because actually my boyfriend got me $10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have farm pass right now actually Grace oh oh you don't why um I decided I was going to do every other month um which okay. doesn't make sense because I do have an expensive coffee habit so <laughs> I really could have invested for a month of more fun but it's like one, one coffee. coffee one coffee is one month of 
one more farm pass. I would honestly, um, you know, if you are an you are an avid player, um, I would suggest getting farm pass. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you like the perks, but also, yeah, we really we could delve. We could have a whole episode about farm pass. Like, um, probably. Um, but if we maybe want to go into some current events. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on some of these weekly goals being 75 chicken feet? Oh my God, is that really the case? It's 75? Whoa. Some of them are. They're, they were all different for me. That is I've finished Farm Pass. But. I think that that's not okay. I mean, it goes by so fast. It goes way too fast. I mean, I guess like once you finish the password, you're left with the perks. So the if perks you have the perks, but I love farm pass because I like playing. Right. You know, it's I like making the, the goals. Right. Yeah. I um, you know, I only really had a week, um, with the seventy-five points, and then. By my second or third week, I guess, I, I didn't even complete my third week um, because I had finished. So, yeah, that was a little unfortunate, but. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm surprised they made that. Well, I'm assuming they were responding to feedback about the fact that, like, some of the goals are way easier than others and they shouldn't all be the same amount of chicken feet but like at the same time I feel like the feedback that they should be getting is that it's way too easy and they should make the pass road longer or they should make the season goals like have shorter periods it's just kind of weird I think that I would like to see more goals with fewer points each yes more goals more goals I agree I think that you know obviously it should be tailored to your level. Yeah. Um, it was also hard. I don't think this past season, um, maybe even the first past season, I didn't have my sanctuary opened yet. Um, I just hadn't got to that. Right. And had, you know, like three or something um, season passes or season farm pass goals that were all having to do with the sanctuary, which was really hard um, just because, you know, hadn't opened that yet, so. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's frustrating for sure. It, it sucks when you, when your level is like <clears throat> high enough to have some things be available and then, but you're not, you're not up to it yet. So yeah, yeah. I'm dealing with that with the hot dog stand. I mean, honestly, I like, I used to look at this list of farm buildings and be like, oh, they're done at level 87. Like, that's going to be so sad. And I'm like, bring it on. Like, I never want to buy another farm building in my life because they are so expensive. I know. It's really, really up there. Another problem that I have um, is that really it's not a good deal to be selling your, or to be, using um your boat or your truck to make money which seems like a missed opportunity um you know why do I want to sell you know two jams or you know six jams or whatever in my boat when I could 
sell those for significantly more money, um, especially if you're going to be charging so much for each new production building. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I, I think that it would behoove them to fix that because they want people to keep doing the orders. And that's what makes it fun. I mean, I don't like being in production mode. It actually really drives down my my willingness to play, I think. So yeah, it would be great if they could give us some more opportunities for cash flow. That and another feed mill, honestly. Yes, we were. Okay, so in our outline of this episode, we had a section called bones to pick, and I feel like we're kind of on that right now, so we may as well just go with it. I was thinking if this goes beyond one episode, we could do, like, for our Halloween episode, it could be all about bones to pick, which, well, that might be a little bit negative, but I was thinking that it would be fun because, you know, bones is sort of, like, about Halloween, and we could yeah, have like Halloween music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Oh, yes. We, I can't believe that they've limited us to just two feed mills. I mean, the but feed mills also, are what keep it all going. I know. And it's like, I don't know. I think that I need to maybe just open more slots. How many slots do you have open in each? I only have four in each. Oh, my oh, God. I have five in each. I really need. Okay, I'm doing that you now. You can't even feed all of your cows with one rotation no, I can't. do that. <laughs> That's extremely annoying. I think, you know, at least having five makes sense because then it's 15. So for everything except for the chickens, you can get them all. So, um, yeah, definitely the feed, the feed slots. Um, we definitely think that you should have all um, or as many feed slots as you can have open um, since you only have two production buildings, um, which is really confusing that really does keep it all going so especially because honestly well I was having a conversation today about like the agriculture industry but it's interesting that so much of our of in real life of our agriculture industry like depends upon the crops that are used for like feed like corn and soybeans when and then they they seem to treat that so lightly in Haiti, it just feels a little bit like wrong. Yeah. At the same time, I also feel like my, at any given time, my corn, or not my corn, my carrots mm-hmm. are exhausted yeah. between, I have, you know, three bunnies, three um, horses, and one donkey. And, you know, between those seven plus all of the feed that we need it for, it's just, you can't have enough. No, tell me about it. I have five bunnies, six horses, and three donkeys. So I'm really going through the carrots. Yeah, but luckily yeah. those can always be found in the roadside shop. That, yeah, unlike, like, unlike soybeans, which are quite hard to hey, track down. I know. And then do you have a sauce maker yet? No. The sauce maker is one of those things that like I can hardly remember life before it because it literally has to always be going like and it's just frustrating because the first thing that becomes available with it is soy sauce and that is that requires nine soybeans and it takes three hours like what and then I have to make like everything in the sandwich bar which I'm also assuming you don't have yet 
requires either well most of the things require either olive oil or mayonnaise and olive oil is one of the ingredients in mayonnaise so it's like I can't just line up a bunch of mayonnaises I have to line a bunch or I have to like either line up a bunch of olive oil like before I'm going to bed or I have to do like olive oil mayonnaise olive oil mayonnaise but that requires me to like be playing frequently so it's really hard to accumulate mayonnaise yeah that seems really rough um (laughs) it is yeah thank you I think that another um sort of separate another bone to pick um would be the odd number of honeycombs that I have and it irks me to the core so I end up having to do a thing where I do um two you know do put one bee or one honey in and then wait to harvest them again and just have one honeycomb and then harvest again and then you need to make two honeys so that means that I have two honeys for every one beeswax otherwise I need to just be you know not having you know not making beeswax or whatever or not making honey so it's just can't you give us six well I I level or at at a certain point I got more so now I have four and that's nice except it's still a similar issue like any given time I can do two honeys but if I want to make beeswax I have to just leave an extra but luckily I mean honey honey is used a lot more than beeswax unless you get like a couple uh a couple boat orders with candles do you have the candle maker yet yeah yeah so I'm up through the let me see I don't remember which came first I'm up through the candy machine okay so sauce maker is coming up sauce maker is next might need to send it into uh, production mode to afford that one too yeah you might have to sometimes I feel like you can avoid it for just like one building like I'm I'm working my way up as I mentioned to be able to buy the hot dog stand but I haven't been getting a lot of hot dog orders yet so I'm just waiting till I reach eight well so full transparency I know that it's not like well I, I guess like it's often considered kind of inappropriate to talk about money, but I feel like it's important just for the sake of transparency in this uh, podcast to say that right now my coin count is at 812K, which seems like a lot, but when you realize that I have to, actually that seems like an obscene amount considering I used to be, just a few months ago, used to be happy if I had 400K. But right now it's like, I have to buy this hot dog maker. It's 650K. I don't want to be left with less than 200. So I'm waiting till I get to 850 before I'm buying it. And then it's going to be just annoying. Right. Not have I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just having trouble. Like I recently, I mean, back to what we were talking about with farm pass, it expedites the level up so much that you know, you get left, you know, thinking at the beginning of the month that you, it will take you a certain number of weeks to get up to a certain level to get your, where your next production um, building opens, but you end up needing to, it ends up coming up on you a lot faster, um, which is, you know, sort of startling and has led to some 
you know, cash flow issues. Right. So yeah, for the sake of transparency, what are you at right now in terms of coins? I'm at like 250K. So not too much, but I'm, you know, as I was saying, kicking it into production mode probably soon. I find, so for any new haydayers who maybe got lost here (laughs) um, or anyone who wants to, you know, start, we could give them a couple tips. Um, Sure. I like to follow the rule that if you have a lot of one of the following crops that you want to get rid of, do not charge it at full price. Hmm. That would be wheat, corn, carrots, and pumpkin, as well as indigo. Those are the ones that I you know, if you have, if you have an excess, say you have a derby task that is, you know, harvest or farm pass, harvest 200k. I know. You can have your shop completely clogged with indigo for, you know, a couple days before, you know, Greg throws you a bone and (laughs) buys one of them. Right. So that can be seriously difficult to um overcome and then you know if you're selling it for even just like the baseline price like what it comes to when you click it um that can even really help you um sell sell those things mm-hmm. yeah well that's a good point i honestly don't really do that well i don't i rarely have an excess because i avoid production tasks like that like and like if I can avoid it I would not do it because that just stresses me out too much so I tend to just sell everything for full price but you're right it doesn't it it sometimes sticks around in the shop for like a while somehow I have a ton of shop slots did you like open up a bunch I of did that with diamonds yep yep wow like yeah I, I think don't think it used to be less money, money too probably or- yeah but yeah I'd say in general like well this is a little yeah I guess this is another tip of like in terms of spending real money on it like I pretty much never do I just sometimes ask like for my birthday or something like one year you you gave me like ten dollars worth of diamonds or something and diamonds is the only thing you should ever use real money on you should never buy coins because it's a fucking horrible deal it's a horrible deal for sure. And it's not even the most expensive of them are, you know, light work. Once you get up here, you know, 80 real dollars, um, US dollars for any international listeners, um, is only 336,000 coins. So that's, that's a terrible. That's not what it says on mine. What does it say for yours? $80 is 709,000 coins interesting i think we just found out something about the algorithm (laughs) but that being said neither one of those it's not a good deal but it the rich get richer clearly yeah but i think that you're you're best off sometimes there can be good deals um that will pop up for just you know a couple minutes where you get or you know a couple hours or a day where you can get a bunch of like expansion material um, with a, a number of diamonds, um, which, you know, 
might be worth it um, if you one want to sell then sell those production um, materials or if you you know needed those anyway. Um, oftentimes those deals are worth checking out. Okay, that's good. And, that's, yeah. Um, although you know, like Grace, I don't spend a lot of money on it at all. Um, what would you say you, um, your rule of thumb is about friends? Oh, okay. So I have a whole philosophy around this. So it's a little bit like selfish. It's not how I approach friendships in real life, but so people add me as a friend randomly. I don't know how they find me. Maybe I guess just like in the, um, in the, yeah, the paper. What's paper. the paper called again? Oh, the daily um, dirt. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe people find me in the paper and they add me. Like I actually have a friend request right now. Oh, this yeah, is not from my neighborhood. But I add people even if I don't know them. And I keep them on. Like I, I give them kind of a trial period. And if I notice that they're like helping with my boat orders, buying stuff in my shop, then I keep them on. If not, send them back out into the world because I, you know, I don't, personally, I just, like, don't need that kind of negativity in my life right now, like, it's been kind of a hard year with coronavirus and everything, and, like, I just don't, even on Haiti, like, I don't need fake friends who, like, aren't gonna do anything for me. Granted, I don't really do anything for my friends, but, hey, I didn't request, okay, this is making me sound like such a bitch, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would say that mine, I, I do the same. I will, part of it too, is people who put good things in their shop. Um, I think that when, especially when I'm in production mode, I get a lot of friend requests because I am frequently selling a lot of items. That makes sense. Um, but then, you know, if people aren't selling things back, you know, I, it's not worth me having them there, um, right on the right. site, you know, on the docks. But yeah, I'm yeah. Also, on, on following some people too, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I would also add like the reason that I don't want to have a lot of friends on there is because I want to just be able to click on the shop and like use that to navigate between them. And the people I'm usually looking for are you, Organic Valley, or Greg. Sometimes, oh right. wow, you have so many goodies in your shop right now yeah I don't really need any of them but um of course we have to give Grubel a shout out because I keep her is she in your friends list she's in my friends list no she's not so for anyone listening who doesn't know who Grubel is Grubel is our aunt Lisa who is super sweet and she used to play hey day shout out Lisa she stopped probably like four years ago but we're friends on here because she sold me when she was quitting she sold me a bunch of her like excess materials and sometimes I like to just like look at her farm and see if she's gotten active again which of course she hasn't but I, I'm holding out hope someday so yeah if you're listening Grubel you should play again yes please <laughs> um I also would say that 
an, another bone to pick sort of switching directions. I know this podcast is a little bit all over the place, but um, we, a way to direct message your friends items. So like a neighborhood mm-hmm. request yeah. but with your friends, yeah. that would be ideal. It's really stressful to do the whole, you know, texting, you know, oh, can you, can I have this selling it? You know, it's, it's stressful and it would be nice to have that kind of, um, you know, also, especially for people in my neighborhood, there's a lot of trading that goes on and, um, it's hard to be on at the same time. Right. Um, yeah, could, they should have sort of like a Venmo thing. Yeah, that'd be great. Like you wouldn't need to accept anything. You could send it back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would It would certainly be interesting. Yeah, because like, well, for, our, for the benefit of our listeners, like Soph and I do like trade things a lot and like give each other stuff a lot. And so usually the way it'll work is like one of us will text the other being like got any cotton or whatever and then the other one's like how many and then the other one's like you know as many as you can spare usually and then um when the seller has it in there or is ready to put it in their shop they say shop the other person says here or in, in the case of if they're just on their ipads ipad here which means like take a little pause and then put it for sale. So it's sort of like a convoluted process. And I agree, it would be nice to be able to just do it within the app. But then on the other hand, like I don't want iMessage to like lose a ton of business. Yeah, I'm not so worried about that as much (laughs) as I am about people sending you things like junk email, but like junk or whatever. Yeah, you would want to like accept people as your, as your friend first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and then have a way of like approving it or denying it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the good people at uh, Heyday Headquarters in Helsinki could, could figure it out. You know what, I'm like, honestly, the idea of working for heyday is so appealing like imagine being in a meeting to decide how many chicken <laughs> the next like weeks farm pass pass like can you imagine anything more fun no but it's interesting like now that you bring this up so greg is obviously like a really generous guy because he'll come in and buy things up like later tom so will tom okay so they're both generous but my I think Tom is, is doing doing stuff for other people. No, he is, yeah, because he's just like he's basically a glor. No, he's not even a glorified errand boy. He's literally just an errand boy. Yeah, <laughs> he throws it back. Yeah, he throws it back. He sometimes seriously does. Like if you don't know what we're talking about, just like <laughs> just camp out and like watch Tom for a while because he does funny stuff and he has really cute dreams. He like dreams about his favorite products. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, (laughs) yeah. sometimes he dreams about weird products, but uh, (laughs) you gotta love anyone who can throw that ass in a circle. It's true, and he can. He can. Yeah. But, But what I was gonna say is, like, the fact that the fact that Greg will, like, buy stuff up, it, like, it sort of seems like he's a bargain hunter, too. 
Yeah, although can we talk about his bad shop deals? Oh, like, I, why am I, I going to buy four pumpkins for $36? I just don't want that. Yeah, but like usually I I honestly just usually opt toward buying the stuff that he has in the shop because it's always such small amounts and I'm like, "Oh, I could use like a few more." Like there was four soybeans. I was like, "I could use a few more soybeans." I could use, I, you know what, I'm going to buy these three oranges. Like, I could use a few oranges. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I see that. I usually do that, too, because then it refreshes faster, too, and it's nice to have, like, get the bombs. Mm-hmm. I literally only say bombs because someone in my, probably <laughs> a child. A child? In my neighborhood calls them bombs. And what bombs. Is- what is it referring to? Like TNT, dynamite, all of them? See, that's that's the problem. It's sort of <laughs> ambiguous. Um, I think usually it's meaning dynamite, but so just the little ones that only get you like two pieces of ore. Why would you ask for those? Um, I think that they asked for them when they were still expanding. Okay. To um, get rid of the little rocks. I feel really guilty when I'm expanding and I'm cleaning up like that. I don't. You don't? You're just like chop down the trees, like deforestation, like fuck this. Yep. Damn. Zoonotics, here we come. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, whatever floats your boat, girl. Yeah. Well, that's going to be the end of our podcast. Um, We love our listeners. Thank you. Um, if you if you're listening because you like heyday, then you know we'd love to connect. Um, feel free to DM us or follow us on any of our platforms. We don't have any. Um, if you are our friend and you made it to the end of this, thank you. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun making this, and I think you can tell that we got more comfortable as it went along. It's going to be heavily edited, but. We love you and we love your support and we're going to keep, we're going to hopefully, you know, do this again. So. Yeah. Thank you and good night. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.